is Iron Sports, and we're just welcome to have come back for the show a second time in three weeks. It's Patrick Garvin, the expert on Georgia football. Patrick, thanks a lot for coming on and previewing the national championship game that's going to be on in a few hours. Yes, sir. I appreciate you uh, having me on. So, wow. I mean, let's just cover the Ohio State game for a second. I mean, we I was at the Michigan TCU game, and we thought that was the greatest game. And then you had that Georgia-Ohio State game. What a tremendous game, back and forth. Georgia down 14 points in the first half, down 14 points in the second half. The comeback, this tremendous performance to be able to resiliency from the Bulldogs. Yeah, and I think that's something that this team has that other teams in the past didn't necessarily have. You know, they were down double digits against Missouri and came back in the fourth quarter to win it. And they were down by 14 points two different times against Ohio State and came back and win it. This is, this is a program that not too long ago, they would usually suffer the defeat. I, I'll tell you, from 2008 through 2013, six straight seasons, Georgia at least had one loss where they were leading by double digits in the second half. And it, it kind of became a uh, – old tune for him it would just happen and and now it, it uh you can see how the program has changed because now george is the team doing the comeback what is that old al pacino line that the football the game of inches and clearly on the bowers reversal on when on the first down we're able to get a field goal on that and then uh, how about how a game of seconds when when a half split second when kirby decides to call a timeout right on the fake punt and and be able to stop that fake punt you know just pretty just an amazing performance in terms of just it seemed like and then also pushing for that final field goal giving letting ruggles have a 50-yard field goal not like a 40-yard field goal or 45-yard field goal all those things that really helped georgia I mean, you talked about bend versus not break. I mean, they really bent, but it was just, just enough to hold on for a win. Yeah, and I think I think the Georgia faithful, like I kind of mentioned earlier, they're, they're kind of used to things like that going against them. Um, however, in the last season or two, there seems to be a about face. And, uh, yeah, like like the um, Peach Bowl, Georgia, Georgia seems to catch some breaks from, from time and time again, unlike before. Well, after the game, I was in surprise. I mean, Kirby's first comment is, we're going to need to get better quarterback play. You know, considering Stetson Bennett led a tremendous drive at that end. I mean, just it, it was so reminiscent of the Alabama National Championship game when he led that drive at the end to win, but another great drive. And then to have lead a drive like that and have your coach say, well, we're going to need better quarterback play if we're going to win the National Championship. Yeah, and, you know, Kirby, he's, he's uh, you know, if he wouldn't say anything, at least a little bit negative, I think something's wrong. You know, he's, he, he, that, that's just kind of him. But, you know, with Stetson, I mean, it's amazing. In the fourth quarter of three college football playoff games, 15 of 17 for 312 yards and five touchdowns. And, uh, yeah, you know, Maybe Stetson struggles at times during the games, but he just there's just something about him where he just seems to turn it on there at the end. But there has to be. I mean, he, he put, pointed the finger at Stetson, but someone's going to – I mean, you, we've talked about the Georgia defense. This is not last year's Georgia defense at all. No. And I guess that does lead to concern. It seemed like Ohio State at points could just move the ball whenever they wanted, and that must have been a major concern that Georgia just cannot – Marvin Harrison Jr. seemed to be just running wide open at times. A uh, big concern that the defense is, is just really having a lot of problems. And, and it ha- Well, the past defense has for a little while. I think, you know, that's five straight games, first time under the smart era. They've given up 200 
yards plus passing in five straight games. 850 just in the last two against LSU in the uh, SEC championship in Ohio State. So it's a concern, especially because TCU can can uh, throw it all over the yard. So it's something to watch how this pass defense is it going to have another you know subpar or even worse performance um, in in the final game. I was reading on your Twitter at Patrick Garvin on Twitter at Patrick Garvin. Um, I was noticing that you said that you mentioned that Georgia and TCU have played a couple times before. I, I know Michigan TCU had its late, so that they do have some experience in terms of playing against each other. Yeah, and I, I'll go ahead and tell you, all their previous um, four meetings have been somewhat meaningful. The 1942 Orange Bowl was Georgia's very first bowl game. The 1980 regular season meeting, well, that was that was during Georgia's national championship run. The 1988 regular season meeting that came in, uh, you know, legendary head coach Vince Dooley, who recently passed away, his final season at Georgia. And then the 2016 Liberty Bowl meeting, that was Kirby Smart's first uh, season at Georgia. So here, the fifth meeting, it's a national title game. So all five, at least from a Georgia uh, historical perspective, all five meetings have been, um, you know, somewhat meaningful. Yeah, and Sonny Dykes, I just saw, again, he's now taking his third Alabama transfer. So I guess he's really <laughs> getting his team ready to play uh, Georgia, you know, bringing some Alabama transfer. I was not going to be playing in the game, but I was just surprised that three players from Alabama have gone to the transfer portal this year and just the past, like, two weeks to uh, TCU. I guess TCU is trying to say we're in the Southeast Conference or something. Yeah, and, and it's interesting because I saw that uh, as far as four- and five-star talent, Georgia on their roster has four times as much as TCU, 68 players at four or five stars compared to 17. And maybe TCU is trying to go through the transfer portal to get some talent that they necessarily can't get on the uh, recruiting end. Um, we talked about – I talked with another reporter from Ohio State about C.J. Stroud, and his, uh, he didn't run in the previous game against Michigan. He did seem to want to run the ball, and he's, like, proved everybody a pocket passer. You saw him in the game against Georgia run and prove effectively in running sure. with the ball. Max Duke is going to do the same thing. I mean, I suppose that's a TCU game. So many plays. I know it's, you don't see those long, you know, 50, 60-yard runs, but it seemed like whenever they needed a first down, he would get it. Uh, you know, so many fourth down plays. He does the quarterback sneak well. But also just the, just the option. It, it, it seemed like Dugan does have that dual threat capability, which would cause Georgia problems. Yeah, and I, I'll, I will say, though, I think Georgia really didn't game plan for Stroud to – run that much. I mean, I certainly didn't think they, he would have 12, 13 carries as he did. And, um, but you can count on Georgia's definitely been uh, game planning for uh, Dugan's running ability. You know, Dugan, he's, he's, he's a great runner. It provides an extra weapon, but I will say it's an, he's an inconsistent runner, you know, for every game where he did get his yardage and get his carries. There's a minus 41, yard rushing output against Texas. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. I, I don't see him running freely through the Georgia defense, though, because I, I, see, I see the Bulldogs definitely game planning against his running ability.
Yeah, I mean, it was amazing in the TCU-Michigan game. TCU lost their start, Kimmel Miller, their starter, their starting running back, and still ran for like 270 yards on a Michigan defense that was supposedly so great against the run. It just came out of nowhere. I mean, Michigan cannot be happy with their performance. But also, I think from that game that, uh, you know, I think that was one thing that, we're, that was really surprising about the fact that Michigan defense just melted away from the CCU offense. Yeah, and it, it will, like I said, it will be interesting how this Georgia defense does I mean it, it particularly from from the passing I think Georgia should be able to just because their physicality up front you know defensively I think they will be able to limit TCU's run game but uh, like I said the 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 pass could become a problem defending that yeah and Quinton Johnson you saw I mean I think people don't realize how good Quinton Johnson is he was hurt this year for TCU so he didn't play some games was injured a couple, but boy, he looked healthy the last two games for TCU. And you saw in that game against Michigan, the long, but 70, 80 yard pass play that he turned on. Um, you know, he's tall, fast, everything. And he's going to be the first uh, wide receiver taking the NFL draft and, you know, be, we talk about fantasy all the time. He's going to be one of those fantasy, maybe second or third round rookies that will be drafted next year. Yeah. And it's, like I said, it will be, it'll be interesting to see how Georgia defends against that um that i i can see tcu just coming you know guns a blazing and and trying to throw it all over the place and uh georgia which has defended the pass well at times especially when they knew it was coming it's interesting because the last two weeks especially hasn't been that case so we'll uh we'll find out you know, and TCU's defense, I mean, it's one thing. Michigan seemed to be able to march the ball up and down, but they're opportunistic. I mean, to, to have two pick sixes in a college football semifinal, just amazing. And it's like it's one of those things where, boy, they are, very, they are definitely an opportunistic defense. They force turnovers, and they convert them to touchdowns. And I think that's kind of the notion with, with some, uh, some people that think Georgia that has that advantage. It's, it's the simple fact that Michigan – you know, in a way, kind of gave that ball game away. I mean, as you said, they were the two pick sixes. There was the fourth and goal on what the one or two yard line where they should have just hammered it in. Instead, um, you know, I think Harbaugh tried to get cute. And there was another instance or two where where the game could have been, you know, somewhat one sided. Um, but uh, but Michigan just kind of gave it away. I think twenty five points or so. So. Um, I don't know. It's uh, it, it's something I don't see happening twice in a row for for that opportunity. You know, especially when you're playing a team uh, like Georgia, which has you know they they're um, they very disciplined. Uh, they don't turn the ball over much. I mean, before uh, Stetson got sacked in the Peach Bowl, I think he went six consecutive games, six or seven consecutive games without getting sacked. That's amazing. So, yeah, so it's a team that generally doesn't beat themselves, but I think TCU is going to need a team to beat themselves to win this game, and I just I just don't see Georgia doing that. So Georgia's a 14-point favorite. Uh, everyone's telling them they're going to have an easy win. I mean, TCU, I sat in the TCU section, East Michigan. It's like they, 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 they relish the underdog role. If the line was 30, they'd be happy about that. So, I mean, it's something, it's something that um, Kirby must be just preaching again and again. Forget about the line. Forget about this. You know, it has to be one of those things where – and also, if you're up – you know, they, they even said, we think we're going to win if we're down 21 and a half because they've been down 21 points twice a couple times this year and come back and won. So, it's like one of those things that, you know, that he's really going to be – he really has to keep his team – the focus on Georgia has to be, you know, paramount. Yeah, and is I mean, I'm sitting here and telling you how, you know, talented and, and deep – 
Georgia is, but they, they still have shown or displayed ways that they shoot themselves in the foot. It's and, and they need to watch it because if they do that a couple times against a team like TCU, it can get out of hand real quick and they could be down by double digits again. And would Stetson be, be able to bring them back again? You don't know. I think Georgia's going to try to avoid those mistakes just simply so they're not in that situation. Yeah, so what, what is your prediction, Patrick? I mean, you, you've seen confident. Do you think it's going to be one of those? Where do you see the game going? Do you see uh, Georgia taking a big lead and holding on? Do you see it tight and then Georgia uh, you know, running away near in the second half? I, I think what you just said. I, you know, TCU's talented. I can see them hanging with Georgia for at least a quarter, maybe even three or so. But in the end, you know, I, I told you the four times as many four-star and five-star players – just too talented, too physical um, up front. Uh, you know, they, Georgia should win both lines of scrimmage. And I can see it being close, but in the end, Georgia wins, you know, something like 41 to 21 or something like that. I, I see Georgia winning, uh, covering the spread, and then winning by, like I said, anywhere from 17 to 20-plus points. Well, I tell you, I was I was at Georgia for a game this year. Fans were super loud, you know, the, the Georgia Tennessee game. But I was at the side of the TCU sector, TCU in Michigan. And those TCU fans are loud too. So I expect a pretty raucous atmosphere right at SoFi. I know this is not it's not going to be the, the Los Angeles crowd coming, you know, uh, yeah. to the game. I think it's going to be pretty loud because these fans are going to both at schools really know how to cheer, and I think it'll be fun. It'll be a fun environment in there. Yeah, I think so. I, I'm I'm really intrigued with the TCU program. Anytime you go five and seven and you have a first year head coach and you do what they were able to do this year it's it's uh, rather extraordinary and um we'll see like i said i mean i i wouldn't uh i'd be rather shocked if if tcu pulled an upset but i definitely think that you know there's a good possibility they could uh give a good game especially for the majority of the ball game well, Patrick, I really appreciate it. Now you're busy getting ready for the game, so thanks a lot for coming on Iron Sports. I greatly appreciate it. If you want to follow Patrick talking about the Georgia Bulldogs, it's at, at Patrick Garvin on Twitter, correct? Is that the best way to follow you and, and, and everything? And also, he has eight books on Georgia, so go look at his books and, and pull out some of his great books that he wrote about the Georgia Bulldog program. That's great. Thank you very much, I appreciate you having me on. Thank you so much.